Pop, pop. Where are they? I mean, they, they're not even in the fucking game. You can't even have a fucking guild in the game yet. It's quite complicated to get working. I know there was a fair amount of skepticism out there. We've got to earn the belief. Belief. The game wasn't built. The game wasn't built. Have a an opportunity to work on them, but they are in the work. Refactor them, change things out, retrofit it. Refactor them, refactor them. People program things. This is bullshit. Alright, we are back with the special edition ARG cast with myself, Bucha, and The Agent. Two of the most well-known Star Citizen haters. Well, kind of. Uh, How well-known are we? Uh, I'd say you're pretty well-known. I'm. Uh, no one knows about me anymore. Ever since Derek stopped uh, tweeting about me, no one seems to care about me anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, having having to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know. I'll even know if I deal with the the fame and fortune that comes with it. At least I don't know about the fortune part. So, uh... <laughs> Tons of money. I've made so much money off of dissing Star Citizen. It's unbelievable. Yes, uh, my, my, uh, my checks from EA and Ubisoft, uh, yeah, mine my pockets. Yeah, now, you know, now I'm, uh, used to talk shit about, um, Shroud of the Avatar, too. And, uh, man, huge paychecks from big publishers. Huge. Yep. So, uh, uh, last episode, uh, we sort of got caught up on, you know, taking stock on what has happened since uh, the last time we talked before uh, Virtual Captain, you know, left us in this basement. Uh, so, we're going to talk about some recent stuff. So, one of the big things is uh, the possibility of Star Citizen uh, or Squadron 42 appearing at E3 as part of the PC Gamer PC's showcase. Yep, and and people have to remember this is uh, this is where um, Chris Roberts has appeared before uh, when AMD was uh, running the PC Gamer Showcase. I don't think they are anymore. Uh, I think it's actually PC Gamer running it, uh, the, the magazine. And uh, <laughs> it's you could go back uh, to about 2014, 2013 when Roberts would appear at these places and literally sh- like try to sell you AMD cards, CPUs, uh, GPUs, whatever he wanted, saying things like, uh, and I, I believe this is pretty close to, to the quote that he used, uh, is uh, that Star Citizen, you might not be able to run it on medium settings, but low-medium settings with an onboard graphics card when it finally releases in 2016. Using the AMD chipset and whatnot. You, using, yeah, using the AMD CPU slash GPU you could do it, uh, you could run Star Citizen uh, using that. I mean, like, I'm trying to remember the uh, the last time I actually played the Star Citizen pre-alpha or uh, one of the modules and whatnot. I do remember playing a lot of Arena Commander and doing uh, uh, the, the hangar walk around, and it definitely required being on low settings or else just sort of like, you know, the, the room temperature would skyrocket about 10 degrees. Right. Uh, so, like, I'm trying to, like, recalling just as much because, like, I I, I think at the, at the time I had, like, an NVIDIA 270 or 295 or something like that. This, you know, this is back in, what, 2013 sometime. So, it, you know, not the top of the line, but, you know, fairly beefy. Uh, graphics card for the for the time. Uh, I think I've updated like once since then. So you know, going to say that an onboard chipset. Now I'll admit, sort of like there have been a lot of good, uh, a lot of good advances in sort of just having an onboard chipset. Uh, yeah. But as far as the needs of. Uh, Star Citizen, historically, with any Chris Roberts video game, I mean, I, I think with the exception of Freelancer, and, like Freelancer and Starlancer, uh, every single uh, every single Chris Roberts game has required a d- dedicated hardware set to be able to run. Sort of like you know, going back to like the two eighty six and three eighty sixes. You know, you had to get the DX chip. You had to uh, get, you know, that two, four, uh, uh, megabytes of RAM, you had to do all the, uh, 
config bats and auto execs uh, to get like the uh, virtual memory going. And then you had like uh, you know the the sound blasters, and you know that was the best way to experience that. And then you know Wing Commander Three, sort of like you had to have uh, an Intel One Hundred to be able to run Wing Commander Three, you know, within that day. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. And uh, don't forget, like the that was the fledgling start of uh, 3D graphics cards as well. Oh god, yeah. I mean. And, uh, the Matrox Mystique was the, I think, the two megabyte version was the first one I laid out real cash for. I think mine was like a, I, I want to say it was like a Diamondback uh, 2 meg, I want to say. I forget who made it. it like oh, a, Jesus. Uh... It was an SVGA graphics card maker, but that was one of their first major 3D accelerator cards that they made. On the high end. And of course, you know, snap that up so I can play uh, Wing Commander 3 and 4. You know, some semblance. I think, I think, I think that was just Diamond. I think that was Diamond, Diamond? was the manufacturer. Okay. I, guess, I, I mean, it's been so long. I mean, it's 25 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking, so, you know, the, like, AMD used to be a partner with uh, Star Citizen and Chris Roberts until, uh, at some point, both of them parted ways. Whether or not one dropped the other it is a matter of debate and speculation to a certain extent. All, all that is very much apparent is they went their separate ways. And so now the new partner with uh, Star Citizen is now Intel, of course, the, the big competitor. Um, you know, Are we going to see NVIDIA in the future? Are we going to see... I don't know, like, who else is in that space? I mean, like you're running, you're running out of hardware manufacturers to pair up with. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, honestly, I mean, you know, having an Optane drive right now is is such a waste. Of, I mean, if you, if you want to go for and spend the for the premium, go right ahead. But don't kid yourself like you're getting you know an extra minute of of you know, preloading there. I mean, it, it it's it's nothing. It's negligible. I mean, I'm running an old uh, Samsung 840 Evo right now. And uh, I load up Star Citizen just fine. Like when people are saying Star Citizen takes like ten minutes to load up, yeah, they're probably on a seventy-two hundred RPM old platter type drive. Uh, but any SSD will do you just fine. You might have a second, uh, but but that's not the problem. When you actually load up the game, and as we were talking about before, the performance issues. I mean, I'm running. Uh, I built this computer myself. It's 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 fairly old, but I have a nine eighty Ti in it. It's uh, it's uh, i seven Intel. I mean, sixteen gigs of RAM. It is not a cheap computer. Yeah. Um, and uh, Star Citizen runs like shit. It just runs so bad. I, I mean, mean, that's so more bad. the engine itself than it is really it is. the and computer. <laughs> yeah, that that really is. It's it's how how the things were designed. Like just walking around feels so clunky. Like not even just the hitching. Like I could deal with some frame loss for you know if you're I'm, I'm running at a 4K, so of course you know I can't run at all the bells and whistles at 4K, yeah. but I'm expecting to at least get a solid 30 frames per second on medium, and it's just not there. I mean I'm getting dips into the single digit categories all the time, and then plus it's just it's just not fun. I mean loading up the game and actually trying to play it, it's just not fun, especially if you're in the starter ships like I am. There's really not a whole lot to do. You you need the more beefy ships to be able to do trade runs, to be able to do anything really that that matters in the well, game. I mean, even That's trade runs are just like transport a box. It's not like you're transporting what like oh, no, hundreds they, they, of boxes. They still have the they have full cargo now, my friend. Oh, they they have, have full cargo. Oh yeah. Wait, 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 was it with the kiosk stuff? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's. You can't, you know, as they talked about for years, oh, you'll be able to load it up. You'll be able to hire a man on the docks and he'll load up your gun. You'll see each individual piece of cargo and be, that doesn't fucking work. But it does load it into your hull, whatever ship you bought for astronomical amounts of fucking money. It mm -hmm. will put it in the hull and you can blow it up and it'll fly around space. It'll actually fall in space, which is really fucking weird. <laughs> uh, and should tell people that there is a huge problem. Like, if you blow up a spaceship, Cargo should be flying everywhere, not down. Not not <laughs> down. Cargo should not be falling down. And that shit happens 
all every video I've seen where people are like, "Wow, we're gonna blow up the ship! It's gonna be killed! Let's do it!" And the ship blows up, and the explosion looks really cool. Of course, it goes to like two frames a second, and then the cargo just starts falling, like down. And it's like, what the hell? Now, now they do it over the planets, or, or I should say, over the moons. Yeah. To be like, wow, look, it's like it trapped in orbit and it's falling. And I'm like, what? No, it does that anywhere. You could go <laughs> in the middle of space; it'll fall in a single. It, it falls in whatever direction the ship was like. So if it was oriented, like if it was oriented a certain way, and you blow it up, it'll fall directly down from wherever it was oriented. So I mean, that should already tell you there's a couple fucking problems with their yeah. their space sim right there. So I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it's more engine problem. But as part of the PC gaming showcase, uh, what would we expect to see? Sort of like, or rather, what does Chris Roberts want to show? What will they show, and what will go wrong? Well, uh, if it's, it's last year. Uh, you, if you blinked, you missed it. But Chris Roberts was actually in the PC gaming showcase last year, mm -hmm. uh, and you could you could pull that up. Uh, it was literally him standing there smiling in like a brief shot of, of I think it might have been SC two point six at the time. I I, I can't remember uh, what, what it was exactly they were showing, but it's like blink and you'll miss it. Here it is, and it's gone. Like it was, it was so quick. I think it might have been the the first beginnings of what they were calling 3.0 at the time. Right. Um. And and uh, that's all they showed. Like that's. It, I mean, they didn't have like a. But here's Chris Robertson. It's he's gonna talk about Star Citizen and but, crowdfunding and getting yeah, the community yeah. involved. All of that. All of that shit. You'll notice all that shit stopped in in late 2015, early 2016. Like, there's no one now inviting him. He used to get invited everywhere. GDC talks. He used to get go everywhere and talk yeah. about, oh, crowdfunding, Kickstarter shit, blah, blah, blah. If you have him there now, it's a fucking embarrassment. I mean, I don't know if anyone in the world wants to have Chris come talk to them besides the people already giving him shitloads of money. Yeah, uh, I, I would suspect that Roberts has to pay for his appearances now. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise. I mean, he's uh, he's an interesting figure. If he would actually, it, it is it is quite fascinating to me because if you if you square up with them and actually ask him questions, he will reply truthfully to you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the craziest thing. But you stick him on a stage, and all of a sudden, it's uh, we'll do everything. There's there's no problems. Everything in the world is great. Uh, we'll simulate uh, nine billion NPCs, each with their own hopes and dreams. We'll put argon uh, in the fucking you know. We'll have oxygen, nitrogen, and argon levels calculated for every room. Uh, but if you get them like on a one-on-one -on -one basis and just ask them, dude, what is going wrong? What is what is wrong with your shit right now? He'll tell you. I mean, he'll actually open up, which is why no one puts him in front of cameras anymore. Which is why they don't they don't trot him out to do to do anything except for their own streams. No one wants to talk to him. I mean, or, or you know, they probably don't want him to talk to people uh, about these issues like the the twenty seven k package or what happened between him and AMD or or what happened with Star Marine. I mean, I think when they asked him about Star Marine, he he gave pretty pointed and honest answers about it. Uh, which, by the way, the backers still deny like they're it's like was all their the other well, what Elphonics. yeah, Elphonics fault. Uh, that they didn't have the correct measurements. And this has been, as we talked about last episode, the measurements for models and the measurements for ships and the measurements across the entire game have been a problem for at least three fucking years and are not getting solved uh, anytime soon. And to me, that's just crazy. Well, you, you touched upon a certain figure that, that is ca causing a lot of contention right now. I guess you could call it the 27,000-pound gorilla or the twenty. 7,000 pound uh, uh, elephant in the room, but uh, $27,000 for a ship pledge that they say, this is what our concierge wanted uh, as a ship package and we're only happy to give them that package for them to buy either with cash or with store credit so that they feel like they got a deal out of it. And it has been I'd probably say universally derided, and even within the little bubble of the Star Citizen reality, inside that bubble, it's been causing a little bit of a stir. 
Well, yeah, when you sell anything for almost 30 grand. I mean, if, if I if I came on a show and said, hey, yeah, uh, the other day I just bought $30,000 worth of Hearthstone cards, <laughs> people would be like, what the fuck? What, what are you doing spending 30 large on Hearthstone cards, man? Like, you have a fucking problem. But apparently, if you buy them for virtual ships that don't exist in a game that doesn't exist yet... I mean, I, well, I should take that back. I, I am the firm believer that what you're playing right now is Star Citizen. It is right, free. right. So I should, I should crouch that. But you're buying pre-orders, you're pre-ordering stuff that might not show up for three or four years. I mean, where the fuck is the Banu Merchant Man? Why are you laying down 27k for a, for a ship package, including the fucking Banu Merchant Man, that is, has not yet been seen? It, is, it, it keeps being trotted out and then thrown away and then brought back and then thrown away again. I mean, what the fuck? Why yeah, I mean, like, it's still... It is... It is it, the Banu Merchant remains in its natural habitat. In concept. Yeah, it's like fucking Bigfoot. I mean, you just hear all these stories about it, and there's 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 rumors and grainy photographs and shit, but you 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 can't get your hands on it. It's intangible. But you can pay for it. But I will <laughs> take you to where they uh, where they make it, and I will show that to you, and I will take your money for it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, is it quite literally a twenty-seven thousand dollar nothing burger in this case? But or is it? Is it something that we can read into even more? As I mean, like it, it, it's hard to correlate to say, oh, they're asking for twenty-seven thousand dollars for this ship package. They must be really fucking desperate. But on the other hand, sort of like, you know, the, the average backer ain't paying for this. It's their whales. Well, unfortunately, I believe that the whales have become the average backer. I mean, I I, I don't see anybody. Uh, even the people that have invested... If, I'm sorry, guys. If you've invested less than $2,500 into Star Citizen, you are not a whale. You, you are uh, a minor bump on the road and will get stepped over for the people willing to put in ten to $20,000 a year in this game. And that's just... I mean, that kind of figure is just mind-boggling to me. Like, like I, I'm, I'm putting that much money into like health insurance myself. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, $10,000 or $20,000 a year. I mean, that, that pays for my entire gaming habit uh, several times over. I mean, and I, and I am, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago when we were on, uh, I, I, I spend stuff on video games pretty healthily. I'm a, I'm a really bad person with money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Star Citizen should be, should be like the ultimate thing that markets to someone like me. I mean, I, I would have been, if I actually really liked the game, $1,000 to be in the chairman's club or whatever, uh, that would have been no problem. I would have been there in less than three months. Uh, pro- probably even probably on one stupid drunk purchase. <laughs> but I, the game has to be fun. I have to like play your game and be like, wow, this game is fun. Let me give you money because I appreciate how fun your game is. Right, so, I mean, like, isn't it, like, I don't think $27,000 package, I mean, sort of like, you know, we had this sort of same discussion back when, or like, I guess we as in sort of like, you know, something awful forms and, uh, you know, gaming press and, you know, even Star Citizen backers as a whole, sort of back when the completionist package, you know, the $15,000 package was the thing. And... You know, even back then, sort of like, you know, the $15,000 package wasn't an indication that, you know, things were dire. $27,000 package doesn't really indicate the same thing. Or rather, or rather, it doesn't indicate what we want it to be, as in sort of like, ah, oh, Star Citizen is going to fail or anything like that. Or, I mean, it, it is a higher price point. It is directed towards a very small part of, of their player base, but a very large part of their market. Yes. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the thing. I mean, if you you look at people like me who put forty five bucks into this, thinking, okay, well, maybe in a couple of years it'll be some fun, and I'll fly around with my friends and shoot stuff, you know, play for like a couple months or whatever, and then table it until patches come out, or I mean, whatever, just like a normal way you play a fucking game. 
Uh, but I, apparently there's people in here. I mean, what blows my mind is you have people like Montoya talking about how this is nothing because his his whole organization is full of like 25,000 billion people and everyone's going to have a ship and they're all going to be able to crew it and everyone's putting in like 100 bucks each to be able to do all this. I'm like, okay, well, where is the mechanic for actually sharing your ships with your org? Where the fuck is that? What is that hasn't even I think that got talked about a long time ago. And they mentioned something about being able to rent out ships to other people, uh, and they meant like to be able to have different types of ownership depending on your org. But where are the fucking org? Like, wh where are those mechanics? Wh where are they? I mean, they, they're not even in the fucking game. You can't even have a fucking guild in the game yet. So why are you buying all this shit, thinking that one day they'll just magically all appear? And do you ever know what it's like dealing with a, a fucking WoW guild full of 5,000 people? You would want to fucking kill yourself if you ran that guild. Or instantly leave and and be a part of, like, a five-person group. You do not want to mm -hmm. deal with 5,000 fucking people. You don't want to deal with 500 people. They're going to have to put a cap on all these orgs. Uh, probably something small, maybe 100 or 200. Um, and, and that's going to be it. Uh, so if you guys are expecting, if you guys are part of these like orgs and you're funneling money up the chain and you're giving it directly to one guy, uh, he's eating you. He's he's yeah. gonna fuck you over, man. Like that's just how it's gonna go. And honestly, there's nothing you're gonna be able to do. You're gonna it's just it's just gonna be like Eve all over again, where you know a hundred people are gonna bitch, hey, they stole my stuff, and and they're like, well, did you give it to him? And they're like, well, yeah, well, but he's well, a bad person. Yeah, but he's. <laughs> We should really have not been stupid then, but still, I'm gonna be mad about it. So fuck you. Yeah. So I mean, like, you know, I, I think about it sort of like, you know, you say, you know, there, there's no org mechanics right now, and like, part of me is arguing sort of like, well, there's, there's so much more of the game that needs to be done. But on the other hand, if you're selling a package based upon, if you're if you're selling a package and advertising it is. This is not intended for a single person. This is intended for an organization, and you don't even have like the organization roles, mechanics, and design well laid out so people under can look at it and say, okay, if you know, if we all pitch in for this package, we all get a piece of it because of X, Y, and Z, as opposed to, oh, hey, th th let's get a couple new ships. It'll work out in the future. Tr trust me. Promise me. And you know, it just kind of turns into sort of like like. <laughs> there's so much wrong and <laughs> there's so much wrong going on well i mean not even org mechanics what about party mechanics the last time i tried to actually play with beat in the game just trying to add him as a friend and group with him was like a fucking herculean task i mean seriously it was like oh anemian stables that shit was easy compared to trying to group up in fucking star citizen I mean, I mean, what? is it, is it still based off of uh, what the spectrum stuff, or is it like no, unconnected? I, I have honestly, I I have no idea. So now you open up the chat. First chat used to be there all the time, right? So yeah. You open up the, oh, it was the Nemean Lion, not the fucking Stables. Anyway, but you you, uh, you you'd open it up with like F like before it would always be on the screen, right? But now you have to open it up with F twelve. Oh yes, so because Chris Roberts know. hated the chat screen. Yeah, but now it's just there, it's just hidden, right? <laughs> so, so now you open it up, and and there's no like, uh, like to do a slash invite. Uh, like there's nothing works the way it's supposed to. Uh, there was a bug, a really bad bug, where people in your friends list would be listed as offline, even if they were online, and and that still apparently happens because they'll be beat, and I will be online at the same time, and I'll try to invite them. And it'll say, nope, he's offline. And it's like, well, I'm watching his fucking Twitch stream, like, right now. He is online, my friend. So just trying to group up is just really messy. Um, it's it's just bad. And, uh, you know, you're talking about having 10 or 15 people on a ship doing different stuff on their crew. How are they all going to communicate? Now you're thinking, okay, we're going to go all through Spectrum. Everyone's going to have uh, face over IP. Well, what happens if one person in your crew doesn't have that or doesn't want that or the bandwidth? isn't good enough you know they're often some bumfuck rural area and in, in somewhere uh so they can't have that so now what happens i mean these are all questions that that backers you know don't don't look at it like we're being negative just just ask yourself the question of wait how is that going to work don't say oh chris roberts knows chris roberts understands game design this is the man that brought you 
uh, such wonderful things as, well, I don't know how to fix the crash to desktop, so I'll just, you know, when they exit, so I'll just say, uh, thanks for playing Wing Commander. I mean, <laughs> this literally fucking happened. I mean, so, yeah. so don't think that they have some magical solutions. This is software fucking development. It's all held together by duct tape. Uh, it's it's awful. It's really awful. So, especially if you don't have any design docs and you continue to change how the game plays in a live environment, which is what they're doing right now. So, and you're getting, by the way, anyone that's paying for all these ships and, and uh, Star Citizen and all that stuff, you're getting the casts off of, of Squadron 42. So the real development this whole time is going to be on Squadron 42, and you're getting all the shit that's trickling downhill. This is why you're getting faces that are appearing in Squadron 42. This is why you're getting ships that are appearing in Squadron 42. This is why you're getting areas that are appearing in Squadron 42. Um, so enjoy, I guess, being the the uh, the cast off of Chris Roberts' uh, mocap dream. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I had a theory that like all the Squadron for all the Star Citizen stuff was actually going to get folded into Squadron 42, as opposed to. Uh, one of the one of the rumors or theories was that Squadron Forty Two would actually be rolled into Star Citizen and just be the the one executable through Star Citizen. And I'm thinking like, nope. <clears throat> I think everything going go, goes towards Squadron Forty Two, and m- maybe at some point, uh, maybe at some point there will be a separate executable for Star Citizen. Who knows? Well, yep. it's it's funny how how this changes. So, uh, if you remember when the leak came out two years ago or so about yeah. them combining the two together, saying yeah. they were no longer separate executables, right? Uh, they're going to be one place, and it's going to be named the same thing just with different ways. Well, everyone lost their fucking minds. Reddit said, "No, that cannot be possibly true. There's no way they're going to fucking combine them. It's going to be two separate things. Look, you can pay for two separate fucking things, mm-hmm. etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Uh, and then comes the Crytek lawsuit, and now all of a sudden those same people who are saying there's two different, there are two different games, they're two separate fucking things, are now saying, oh, they're the same thing the whole time. And but over on the other side of the pond, it's like, no, they're two separate things because we gave Cots all the, uh, <laughs> all, uh, as collateral, we gave them all of Squadron Forty Two. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, this. I mean, talk. We, I know we've mentioned about Hollywood accounting beforehand. But I mean, this has got to be one of the, the biggest projects of, of getting, of, of having uh, tax breaks. I mean, we saw Ilphonic get that big tax break of $750,000 from, I forget where they were. Uh, the Colorado. Uh, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. So they, they get a huge, you know, that's, uh, I think that was 20% of their development almost. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, and this, this by the way, uh, not to, I'm not, I'm just going to bring up Derek Smart. He actually was the one to bring this to my attention. I did not notice. I had never heard of that before. Uh, and so that that was something that was new to me, or at least news mm-hmm. uh, to me. So so good on him for for talking about uh, the Ilphonic uh, tax break. But that was twenty percent of their of their development that they got back uh, in tax breaks. So really, it what really fucking chaps me is is that we're the the people paying taxes are helping this whatever game Chris Roberts is developing go forward. And that was the number one Hollywood accounting thing is if you don't have to pay for it with your own money, don't. And if you can get taxpayers to pay for it, even fucking better. As a, as a man of the tribe once said, never put your own money in the show. Exactly. exactly. And they're doing a very good job of avoiding that. They're doing a very good job of avoiding putting any of their own money in. Um, there was talk a, a, a year and a half ago about them pumping up. Uh, something about them putting putting money in to, to try to prop up their own uh, value. I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, but I can also see them uh, having employees put value back into the company, saying, hey, uh, don't invest in your 401k, invest in the company, because the company is going to be awesome. Just pour uh, 10% of your paycheck back in, and you'll get a percentage back when this all launches. I mean, like, how how, freak, how frequent is that in the, in the games industry? Sort of pumping... I mean, like, like maybe for like a publicly cre- traded company like EA or Activision would say hey if if you want to if you already got shares but you don't want any more shares you can pump uh part of your paycheck into the company for you know for for a better stock price like you could probably do that but for like a private company i don't really see an advantage to that yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, a, a lot of places, a lot of indie developers uh, or a lot of Kickstarter places do this. Um, 
because because it's all. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a scam, but they need the money mm-hmm. uh, because when they when they ask for you know five thousand dollars to develop a video game, well, you quickly realize after your seven hundred and fifty dollar pizza party for hitting your fucking Kickstarter, uh, you don't have a lot of fucking money left over. So mm-hmm. now you're like, oh shit, uh, we're gonna need a lot more money. So you start doing all these things, and then of course my favorite is. You know, let's say you hit your Kickstarter goal of two hundred fifty thousand. First thing you go do is buy the nice fancy offices, and you hire yourself the nice sexy secretary, and you you do all this good stuff because now you're you're a, a you know a titan of industry. I mean, you're making something obviously, so you're very important. So you you're, be- you are a success, and yes. you should act like it. Yeah. So so really, the making of the thing is secondary because you're already got a bunch of money to be successful. So and I see this happen. It happens in almost every industry. It happens in the industry I'm in all the fucking time. Happens in the software industry. Happens in video games. Happens in movies. Uh, quite a lot. Um, so it's like this this thing of oh I I made this small accomplishment. People like me. So therefore. The production of the thing I was saying is really secondary to the original goal of being awesome. You and like I, you like raising money more than you like uh, developing. Yeah, well, you actually like and you like the accolades. I yeah. mean, this this is why I think the uh, Star Citizen has, has come along so far as it has is because uh, people want to like Chris Roberts and uh, people want to give him money, and I I totally get that. He's actually quite an affable guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's not a very smart man, in my opinion, but that's that's okay. He he's uh, made buddies with a lot of very smart people. I will say mm-hmm. that, um, and who have made him and uh, their friends a lot of money. Um, but again, you don't have to be smart to make a lot of money. Um, I think this was just brought up uh, recently. You, you don't have to be smart to make a lot of money. It's very mm-hmm. there's a lot of stupid people with a lot of fucking money, and they spend it very terribly, like myself. Yeah. So uh, I mean, like uh, you touched upon the Hollywood accounting, and that's sort of like. That is one of the very unique things about Star Citizen because you know when we think about like large companies like you know EA you know they they have like separate uh, uh, sub companies that will you know work in different regions sort of like you have a U.S. Dis- distributor for EA or you have a headquarters like in Delaware for tax purposes you know like usually depending on the size of the company you would have you know, different. Uh, you would have different companies within that company to you know to better facilitate what's going on globally. So, for example, Frontier has had three companies in total: uh, Frontier Developments in the Cambridge, uh, one in the one in the U.S. for distribution, and I think they had one in Canada uh, during the beta until they dissolved that. So, essentially, Frontier has two companies. Star Citizen has twenty. Yeah, and that's just what we know of, by yeah. the way. I mean, uh, if you if you look at Ortwin's little backhanded dealings, I mean, he he has companies uh, propping up companies. I mean, when I deep delved into his background and looked at some of the stuff, uh, looking into you know his bounce house company with with a single employee. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is a dude running a bounce house company in L.A. with with one singular employee it's fucking crazy yeah. but there's tons of these set up and what they do is so so like for for raising money for like movies and I, not a lot of people know this is that you would start like a new company you'd have like uh and, and so uh, ortwin did this with uh, like two guns i think that was uh, the, uh, twin the bros Wahlberg. or something no oh, that was oh, two that, guns yeah so there was a i think there was a movie with mark Wahlberg and denzel washington called uh, two guns i think hold on let me let me check yeah yeah i mean so um, to give uh, people a perspective, sort of like, so there are uh, currently six companies. There used to be nine in the uh, registered in the U.S. So like Cloud Imperium Games Corp, Cloud Imperium Games LLC, Cloud Imperium Rights LLC, Cloud Imperium U.S. LLC, Cloud Imperium Games Texas LLC, Cloud Imperium Games LLC, uh, Robert Space Industries Corp, Robert Space Industries LLC, Robert Space L- Industries LLC as well. Couple, uh, there were two in Texas. One still remains, uh, or no, three in Texas. Two remain. Uh, one is in Delaware. Uh, that was registered in 2017. Uh, let's see, the, uh, the Cloud Imperium rights. Yes, that was the one that uh, took down a couple of the Evocati leaks uh, videos, it, yes. it, and to include yeah. the Pornhub links. 
Yes, they did. They did decide to take down those Pornhub leaks, which was unfortunate because uh, Sandy's performance. Not to talk bad about Sandy, uh, but I will. But because uh, she's a, just a terrible actress. I mean, if she had any talent, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be smashing her. It's. It's just. It's it was so bad. I mean, the, the, it was so. If you guys missed that Pornhub leak of her acting. Uh, this is what you're going to find in Squadron 42. I mean, th- this this is going to be... And she is in a lot of it, by the way. Uh, yeah. What I've heard from the... Over 85% of the script features her. So just keep that in mind with her wooden... What? Well, we're going to have to fly into it. I mean, that was, you know... <laughs> that, we're going to... What? You're going to have to fly into the thing to shoot it. I mean, so I'm not. I'm not trying to be cruel... I'm literally saying that was her acting during this. Of course, you have all these amazing people next to her. You know, uh, Strong and Hamill, all these guys are talking, my God, this is a huge ship. What are we going to do? This is amazing. Fucking A. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to... What do you mean? We're going to have to fly into it. It was cheap. <laughs> it was really fucking bad. So, I, I guess one of the more recent things is sort of like... Uh, so, uh, Cloud Imperium did close down... One of their, um, or actually no, they closed down three this last year. So, uh, Robert Space Ind- Industries Corp in California dissolved on uh, March of 2018. Robert Space Industries LLC out of California dissolved in tw- in March of 2018. Uh, let's see, Climate Premium Games LLC Texas was dissolved, but uh, we don't have a date for that. So, one of the rumors is that... Uh, Clamperium Games is no longer doing business in California. Yeah, and so that's uh, it. It becomes a very weird thing uh, looking through all of this, and uh, it, it, yeah, I mean they've essentially that that corporation that they they had is it can no longer do business in in California. But there's a lot of stuff with unless it's a foreign owned company and all this other shit, so they can still operate and take your money in California. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, and take so, tax money. Uh, yes, yes, correct. Um, so it's it's very strange, but again, this is how when they structured twenty plus companies or however many fucking they have uh, doing this. Th- this is I, I hate to break it to people when they say, "Oh, this is normal. This is just what people do. This is what smart companies do." Because my god, no, this is what people do to avoid getting their books looked at. And smart companies do do that. Uh, like Wells Fargo mm-hmm. did that. So people wouldn't snoop too much into what the fuck they were doing. Like, this is a company on the up and up doesn't close and shutter and reopen and rename and transfer and do all this shit, like, every three months, which is what uh, CIG, RSI, or whatever the fuck you want to call them now, uh, keeps doing. Um, this is a totally, this is a, a very lawyerly way of, of getting out of paying something or of hiding money or of saying, oh, not our company, which they've been doing for a while now, too. For the refunds, yes. For the refunds and, and for uh, for the Scadden lawsuit. Nice. They're like, oh, you're suing the wrong fucking company, morons. And it's like, <laughs> well, we're actually suing every company, because it was great in that a lot of people haven't read the, the Scadden lawsuit. You should go read it. It's, it's, it's quite hilarious, the bickering back and forth. Um, but Scott lays it out very precisely and, and cleanly, like, hey, we're not only suing you, we need to, like, discover what we're suing because here's the here's the list of fourteen companies that we see that we can like kind of deal with. Are there more? And then the mm-hmm. response from uh, CIG was, "Well, you're suing the wrong company, and also we don't want to give you any more of our company names." And it's this is just all ridiculous. This, this is just ridiculous. Oh, this lawsuit is so frivolous. Why are we even talking about this? Just go. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> It, they really need if you if you haven't read the back and forth, uh, go ahead. I mean, I know Derek has it in his Twitter feed somewhere, buried amongst all of the the L's, the L's uh, that he posted. Um, but you can also find them on Pacer. Uh, there's a free Pacer uh, site uh, that you don't have to pay the two dollar court fee for each PDF or whatever. Uh, you can you can find them. They're all free. They won't have the most updated ones, but you could go look at the responses back and forth. Uh, it is fantastic, and this is why I will be at the courthouse on the day that it happens because I want to give you the best investigative journalism and that is a complete lie. I just want to be completely fucked off my ass and drunk and sitting in the courtroom to listen to all this stuff. Well, unfortunately, I can't be there, but I I have seriously considered hiring a court sketch artist to draw the proceedings, except in the case that 
all everyone on the CIG side is a bear, and everybody <laughs> not is a cat. <laughs> I would, I would, you know what? You need to start a GoFundMe because I would chip in some money for that. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I've been asked sort of like, oh, you just start a Patreon or like a you know, some sort of uh, you know donate for Suncost Galaxy. It's like, no, I don't want any money for that. But I would seriously consider a GoFundMe for it, a, 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 a comedic sketch artist to do that. Yeah, that. That would be much better than my uh, my sketching, by the way, which would be little <laughs> stick figures uh, who are drawn uh, very terribly. Yeah. So, I mean, the Hollywood accounting is interesting in the sense that for Hollywood itself, for the, for the movie industry, as you said, it is very much about... It is very much about... Uh, screwing people out of uh of money uh promises that uh you know they made like like i mentioned last uh episode was like the david prowse uh deal with return of the jedi where lucasfilm and fox said nope there is no absolutely no profit sorry you you get no cut yeah yeah and and it's uh, it happens it happens a lot actually especially with very Big uh, popular movies, and and this I should say it ha it happened it happened a lot, um, and nowadays there's there's uh, a lot less of that going on, mostly because of the agencies involved uh, don't like those loopholes. So if you're with uh, uh, creative associates or whatever, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, fuck us over. We don't want you know the agent doesn't want their ten percent off of this. Oh no, hell no. They're going to be watching every dime that goes into that. Oh yeah, so. So, what does it mean for a video game company to do it? I mean, we, we talk about sort of like, this is how they're moving the money around. So, obviously, sort of like the basis of Hollywood accounting is that you you give money to one company and you, you make that company so it's always operating at a loss. Correct. And by the end of production, the goal is for that company to have lost all its money yes and that money and that company is the one that's paying out sort of like a usually it's marketing distribution and i think it's like construction or a probably just like a production cost it's it's all the, it's the it's the highest level cost so you've you've yeah. fallen it off and you you say my god it's taken us 200 million uh, and we'll never recoup that. And meanwhile, the other companies you set up are all making money off of it. Yeah, so uh, the company responsible for, say, marketing gets paid, and they have an income based upon, uh, they have an income based upon what they make off the marketing, and they say, oh yeah, no, we're, we're fine. Whereas, typically, sort of like, you no, know, I, I looked through my old contract, and uh, from my perspective, it wasn't going to look good, even if this thing was made. So, yeah. again, for those of you that may have gotten a profit-sharing agreement out of Star Citizen, check your contract again. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> something that everyone needs to be very careful of. I mean, this, this goes, I mean, not even just with Star Citizen. If you bought into the Seed Invest site uh, for Shroud of the Avatar, uh, and you plop down that 30 grand for that golden castle, uh, and you're thinking you're going to get uh, at least a return of your money, uh, you are woefully mistaken my friend your, your 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 shares are worth less than a tenth of a penny at this point uh and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better for you yeah so i mean closing closing down one the shell companies what does that actually mean so it would be a case of i don't know are they closing it down because they don't want to move money through a california registered company that they would yeah. rather ship it through, say, like Texas. Well, De uh, Delaware is actually the reason why I think it's like sixty percent of all companies uh, in America get uh, registered in Delaware. It's because of how their um, their arbitration and lawsuits are structured there, which is much different than, uh, let's say, California. Especially since California did away with that whole. Uh, so before in California, a couple of years ago, um, you used to be able to sue somebody. And the guy that you were suing could come back and be like, "Oh well, you're you're doing it all wrong," and then you'd start the process over again without even really seeing a judge. So uh, I forget what that was actually called, but th th that was a huge change that just happened in 2016 or 2015, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. So now when you sue somebody, you have to both like 
be on the up and up. You can't just say, oh, well, you're suing the wrong company. You're not doing this. You didn't do this right, blah, blah, blah. You didn't. You both actually have to go. The paperwork gets reviewed. You can't just kick it out because of some technicality. It continues on, and then you make the case of if the lawsuit should proceed. Delaware still can, you can still give the runaround for five or 10 years. This is why in California, people are saying, you know, a lawsuit would take you know, seven years to, to settle out. It's because uh, whoever you were suing could keep giving you the runaround for year after year after year. I think it was up to 10 dismissals they could put before you before a judge or something like eight or 10 before a judge would even look at the case. Ah. So, so now, and that this is just happen. civil. This is just civil. Suits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, in any, in any criminal case that's, I mean, that's <laughs> not going to happen. But the civil stuff. Yeah. Because the courts are already overloaded, but then this, this bullshit just kept stacking up and stacking up and stacking up. They said no more. Let's get to the case. Let's see the case right now. And of course, there's still delays. Uh, people can ask, you know, like we're seeing with the SCAD and CIG thing right now, you can go back and forth on discovery. You can go back and forth on timelines. Judges get uh, sick. Judges uh, can't make it. You get switched over in the courts. I mean, things happen. Things get delayed. Um, yeah. So obviously, we're not, we're not going to see a resolution to this uh, anytime soon. I think it, it won't be until 2019 or so, maybe late 2018 before that this even gets before a judge with just the lawyers talking, uh, right. not even open court. Um, but yeah, it's it's not for them shutting down California. It probably means they don't want to get sued in California. Uh, that's that's my biggest uh, takeaway from this. And uh, having to run around people from California to the Delaware court, not just Scotten, by the way. I'm talking yeah. about actual backers who are trying to get refunds by suing them. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get the Delaware runaround, and you're not going to be fucking happy about it let me tell you if you're trying to get your $25,000 at Star Citizen right now uh, have fun with the four-year lawsuit yeah. uh, it's just not it's just not gonna happen and so like you know you, you talk about refunds so one of the other uh, shell companies that is up and that operates for CIG is Twin Brothers Productions also owned and by Ortwin Framerth and for those who have gotten a refund you may recognize it as one of the people that has issued the refund in your bank statement so uh, and Twin Brothers was set up in 1995 and yeah. well before any of the Star Citizen talk happened no, and it's also a, a German company by the way I believe I believe it's Twin Bros uh, GmbH or something right? well th there is the German one yes but they have the Twin Brothers production incorporated in California and Twin Bros productions incorporated in California uh, the product, the Twin Brothers is 1995. The Twin Bros is 1991. So wow. like, this is like th these are like ancient shell companies that Ornwin has set up for a long time, and like you look at it, sort of like, huh, Ornwin's been in this game for a long time, hasn't he? Oh, he really has. <laughs> he really has. I mean, uh, oh, so so uh, I just I was just. Uh, looking it up. So here's here's some of the benefits of, of being a Delaware corporation, by the way. Uh, you do not have to disclose your officers or directors uh, for when you file the, the company's formation. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you do, if you're incorporated in Delaware but do not do uh, operations in Delaware, uh, your state's corporate income tax will not apply. Uh, so instead they pay a franchise tax, which is much lower than your income tax. I bet, yeah. Uh, so and and so there's a flat fee for limited partnerships and companies, which is fine. Uh, they also have a court of chancery, which is what I was talking about before. That's this this court of chancery thing. Uh, it's very strange, and again, I don't want to turn this into law chat because, yeah. uh, as everyone knows, I'm not a lawyer and know and nothing neither. about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just very interesting that there there are some benefits of of course being a Delaware corporation, and that includes uh, being sued and uh, getting some serious tax breaks, which we both know that uh, Chris Roberts loves the tax breaks. I mean, I shouldn't say Chris Roberts. I should say the people running the company. I don't know if it's Chris. I mean, I, to me, Chris doesn't seem like a money guy. He, he never came across as a money guy. Uh, he, he doesn't seem as like in money has, smarts or uh, money yeah, desire. Like he, he, yeah, I mean, he, I think he likes money, but oh, I yeah. like money too. We we share that uh, directly <laughs> in common. Uh, so I, I don't think he's the guy with like the, you know his finger on the pulse of of every dollar coming in, going, oh shit, we need to pull that here, and this needs to go here. I think he's trusted this to Orwin, Orwin probably, yeah. and and probably the Elms brothers and a lot of other higher ups who are used to creating shell companies and creating offshore accounts and tax breaks and tax shelters and 
and uh, getting more tax back for business operations in certain states. I mean, obviously, there's. Uh, I had no idea that Colorado was was paying game companies to produce games there. So obviously that that really must have factored into choosing Ilphonic uh, to make Star Marine. Um, so, but you know the funny thing about that Colorado thing is like I was reading a follow up article to that. It's like Colorado is actually going to be cutting that program by about eighty percent. Yeah, it was too much fraud. There was yeah. there was no oversight. I mean, it might not be fraud, but it was it was people weren't submitting the paperwork and still getting the money back. Uh, people were uh, abusing the system and getting more money than they should have. Uh, so, I mean, and the case that they cite, the case that if you look at why they're stopping uh, for Colorado is uh, one company, a company received seven hundred and sixty-four thousand uh, dollars for for kickback or for tax breaks uh, related to you know their game development which they should not have received blah 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 but that was the only Elphonic <laughs> was the only company to receive that amount of money yeah they were the only one to receive $764,000 <laughs> if you look back so that's uh, sort of naming and shaming without yeah. actually doing it um but yeah that's that's not good i mean it's just not good to have this kind of uh hoaxery uh sales fuckery going on uh with your with all this stuff it's just it doesn't it doesn't scream to me like, hey, we're a company, we're up and up, we're going to give you a good product, and you're going to give us money in return, uh, which I think everyone just wants to see. Yeah, I mean, it is a problem that Chris Roberts has has dealt with, or has has had to deal with over the course of his Hollywood career, uh, both as a producer and as a director, is not looking guilty. <laughs> he has a problem with that. Especially sort of like, you know, one of the things, you know, with him and Ort when back when uh, VIP Manifold, so sort of like, uh, you know, one of the talking points Roberts talked about early on was, oh, we, 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 uh, we, we uh, funded uh, $750 million worth of uh, German money into, uh, into film projects. That's that was one of their accomplishments. Yes. Yes, and so what actually turned out was uh, VIP Manifolds got hit by the German government for a large fraud case, and they shut down that method of tax of uh, tax recouping and you know fraudulent activities, which pretty much brought VIP uh, VIP Manifolds sort of like the the parts of VIP manifolds that when dealt with was typically VIP three VIP four. Now the distinction between those isn't really clear, but the the gist that I got is is just subdivision, sort of like a oh uh, you you're uh, you know, sort of like your major production, your minor pro, uh, minor indie production, and you are like uh, in uh, Bollywood. You know, you are Chinese and Japanese market stuff like that. So that's it, typically what the VIP manifolds, you know, one through I think it was like right. seven. And so, uh, and I think it was 2010. So this was about the time that uh, Chris Roberts is really starting to get the idea for Star Citizen in his head. Uh, and back, uh, so in 2010, uh, and a previous investor in VIP manifolds actually approached uh, the German court system to say, hey, uh, I, w I lost my money because of fraudulent activity by this company. And so they brought in character, not character witnesses, but uh, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, just witnesses of what the company did. And Chris Roberts and Orwin Freyermirth were witnesses that were called to Germany. And so... <laughs> uh, and also, a couple of days before they were to show up in court, Ortwin and Chris Roberts sold Descendant Pictures to Bigfoot uh, Productions. And Descendant Pictures had done a lot of work with VIP Manifolds, specifically VIP 3 and VIP 4. So they were part of the uh, German tax funneling fraudulent activities. And they sold off their company right before they appeared in court. And the judges, from what I understand, took this as sort of like, what the hell are you guys doing? Do do we need to put you on the other stand? Oh, God. <laughs> and I think what happened was Chris Roberts had no idea the implications that was going to have on his, uh, 
uh, on his um, on his witness disposition. Yeah, and again, this goes back to him not really understanding the 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 business hierarchy of, of where all this money is going and coming from. I mean, it, it just and and that, that by the way, that is a total revelation uh, to me um, about that. I mean, I know if you look, it's funny too. Speaking of of German uh, tax, you know, breaks in regards to Hollywood, um, that there for many years this this happened, and one of the most famous guys I think to use it was the guy who beat up low tax. Oh, uh, you bull! Yeah, yeah. So he he was he was essentially the the guy who would pull in these huge funded amounts of of, of of tax break money, and you'd you'd I mean, it's it's absolutely staggering uh, how much they were getting a year over year. I mean, just just you know tens of millions of dollars to create these garbage films, um, and everyone was happy that they didn't sell well. So uh, it's, it's mind boggling, but yeah, that's that's funny that it, it leads all the way back to. Uh, to something awful and in, in some minor connection. Yeah, I mean, but even in the case of U Bull, was that U Bull was actually making movies, whereas only twenty percent of the funds coming in from VIP Minifolds was to be spent, and the rest considered as lost, and that kind of filtered out into lining executive pockets. Yeah, and you could see. I mean, you know, y you can tell that there is something going. on. Stars. Yeah. Is it Chris? Ro is Chris Roberts the the greedy gold master over everything? I don't believe that is. I believe you know when I when I uh, have have talked with people uh, about Chris Roberts, they do not see that he thinks it's a scam in any way, shape, or form. He thinks he's building the best uh, fucking game uh, ever made. Yeah, uh, and, and he will and continue. I to, yeah, I think he will continue to believe that until somebody grabs him by the shoulder and says, "It's time to put on this parachute." get on a boat <laughs> kind of thing. yeah yeah i mean I, I honestly don't think i mean who knows uh you know you had uh, peter molyneux or whatever come out and just basically admit that uh he talks up too much hype uh and that he is a little bit of a fraud um but then again you also have people like richard garrett coming out and saying that well there's really no good game designers in the entire game industry besides uh, myself uh peter molyneux and uh and chris roberts yeah, it's like what the fuck. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but getting yeah, the the the, the shuttering of the companies and and the, the Hollywood accounting that's very interesting information. Uh, are you gonna do a uh, are you gonna do a video about that uh, specifically? Oh yeah yeah uh, yeah. When when we go to Hollywood, that is that that is the next full chapter of uh, of Suncost Galaxy is yeah is the is Chris Roberts' adventures in California and and what it what all that context means. Yeah, there's uh, there is a lot of there is a lot of stuff uh, that you can get into. That I mean, there's uh, rumor mill stuff. There's uh, I mean, there's 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 a lot of things that I've heard uh, about Chris Roberts when he came out here and started making movies uh, that are not exactly flattering. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, I've done a lot of unflattering things too, so yeah. um, not a not a big deal. And if I had the money, I'd probably do a lot more. <laughs> Um, yeah, the whole the whole thing of uh, of the whole sex club thing at, uh, at oh, CIG. Uh, I know you've you've probably heard those rumors too. Uh, so, uh, or maybe not. I I don't know. Uh, but I thought that was very strange that there are some people who are going to these uh, parties and spending uh, absolute insane amounts of money uh, being part of these uh, these uh, Hollywood elite sex parties, which are. Very strange. It's very strange for a video game company to be doing that. Not video game executives. They do some crazy shit, and they are mirrored to the uh, Hollywood industry pretty closely. Um, but to have a, a startup like Star Citizen uh, be pulling this kind of stuff and some of their people doing that, um, just... Uh, just there, there's so much shit about this. Yeah. The companies doing all this stuff. Uh, I mean, like for, for, for the sex club stuff, I have to say, I can neither confirm nor deny what <laughs> right. I have heard right. about these and, things. I mean, to have both in California and one in Texas. Yes, they're, they're, uh, I, I don't know. About <laughs> I mean, but I, but I mean, I have, again, <laughs> I, I have heard about the Texas uh, the strip club uh, stuff, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't personally speak I mean, on that. That was just a random post that I read. Yeah. Well, I mean, like for I mean, like even for like the sex club stuff. I mean, like 
at a certain point, sort of like, it's too stupid to talk about, really. I mean, yeah, it's it's just. I mean, it's it's so ridiculous to have to have an employee stand up at the end of the day. Now, this again, who knows? People fuck with me all the time, please. So, yeah. so this could not be. But to have someone say to me, "Yeah, I was getting tired of them standing up at the end of every day around seven o'clock and saying, hey, 'Hey, I'm going to head to,' by the way, very famous sex club in L.A. Uh, for a session. Who else wants to go? And then have people go with them. Um, it. It, it it blows my fucking mind that that ha- now the thing is too is that this started happening when a very young set of people started working at Star Citizen. Right. So I gotta tell you, if I was when I was twenty two or you know shit twenty and I was still working at Sony Online, uh, we got up to some crazy shit too, and yeah. uh, and at not not like the executives did on corporate credit cards, by the mm-hmm. way, paying for their mistresses and shit, which one hundred percent happened. Um, but yeah, there's obviously some really weird stuff going on with uh, with Star Citizen. It's fantastic. I love it. Well, when the when the money is flowing, you know, fast and quick, maybe you you kind of lose sight of the future, and uh, just live in the present. But so what if like, you're e- maybe... equally fast and quick? Hmm. I don't have any expertise on that. Jeez. Uh, I, and I think on that bombshell. Uh, well, in this uh, episode of the the special episode of uh, the Ardcast without Virtual Captain, except at the end. Uh, <laughs> except I am here. <laughs> What's uh, up? Came back, it, Dave. That's right at the yes. end. Yes. So, uh, in any case, uh, hopefully, when we pick up, uh, the professionalism will return to the Ardcast. So, in any case, this has been Butcha, uh, and with uh, the agent and. Finally, Virtual Captain, uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye, everybody.